two farts, Performers Happiness in the Arts podcast that's meant to gas up musical theater performers as they pursue a long career on the stage. We bring flatulent happiness to ourselves and to each other through integrity, authenticity, love, and of course, humor. All guests on this podcast are out to help musical theater performers. And while we do it, ah, we may laugh at the simple things like the word penis, penis. musical theater performers everyone i am i'm elated i'm honored i'm thrilled to be having matthew corazine corazine corazito um just go for it with whatever pronunciation comes from thank you so much for coming on to speak about meisner technique yes i'm i'm loving that i'm here i'm just loving it i'm on the jenna show so this is on. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm I'm just so thrilled to have you on. You are a newer teacher to me. I'm I'm what am I? Two months in, two two and a half months. I'm looking forward to my forever growth with you as I just continue to work with you. And I always have people interview and I interview in this group, but with you, I had to do this interview oh, I because I think more people need to know about you and this work. I truly mean that. I truly mean that. So first, I want you to share, and also selfishly, I want to learn about your story with Meisner. So we know your parents were horny one night. You were born. That's great. Love it. So let's fast forward by a couple years. So what, like, just acting journey from, like, initial acting classes. Were you the favorite? Just, like, go with your heart and just speak. Yeah. No, college, I went to SUNY New Paltz. I, I, I think I was in average acting student we did a little miser there it was intimidating it was bizarre it felt like you had to read people and we didn't you know we were really scared of my teacher who i ended up being colleagues with and friends with she was great her name was bev and then she would come down to the city and study with robert x modica and john Turturro, who graduated from suny new paltz who had bev as a teacher famous new paltz grad would come and study with modica in New York City at a Carnegie Hall as well. So New Paltz, New Paltz State University in New York, we really had this connection with Robert X. Modica and the Meisner Technique, and he studied with Sandy Meisner back in the 40s and 50s, back in the 50s at the Neighborhood Playhouse, and he used to teach with them, with him. So Esper broke off and did his own thing, and Modica broke off and did his own thing, and they were rivals. So all of us out of New Paltz, we didn't really know what where to go, what to do. At that time, I don't think... Grad school was, I didn't even know of grad school when I graduated college in 1994. I didn't even think about grad school. I felt like that's what lawyers and doctors went to. I didn't know. Well, well in the 90s, too, when I think about it, we do grads. Now I write recommendations for students every week for grad school. Um, but so we went to Modica, Jenna, and he really broke down the Meisner work the way he taught it, which is very similar to how I taught it, but then I also transformed it for 2021 uh, world and actors and that the way self-development has developed in the world, it kind of was a great, it really went hand in hand of transformational work. And that's what I really loved about it. But ultimately I got to play the character of Matt, which I was longing to do for years and years and years and years. And I didn't know how to connect to him. I didn't know how to find him. I had oodles of shame and depression and anxiety and I was running from it. I wouldn't even want anyone to see. I wouldn't even admit it. That's how bad it was. So I had an act on top of an act. As I always say, Jenna, if you survive seventh grade, you can be a great actor. 
because that's really where our act, our story really gets solidified on this is how we're going to deal with life. Um, so that, that was really true. So I needed to break through that and to connect with me. And for me, that was some Meisner work. And then when that transformed me, I knew that my work was to always play Matt and help other people play themselves and go into character work and use the Meisner tools and develop other PMs and other things that I created, personal monologues and stuff that I felt were holes in the training and some character work stuff that it needed as well. So I kind of supplemented that through the years too. of like, oh, these students need this, or now they need this, or this student's been with me for a few years. How can I keep this alive? And yeah, so that was really good for me to have ongoing classes and not set semesters. It, it really grew me as a coach and a teacher to be a little scrappier and edgier. And I, I always loved that. I love that because we're always changing. We're always growing. Always. We're always having new experiences to bring us shame and doubt. Life is a journey, not a destination. And so to find a way to keep breaking through those things in order to fully joy, enjoy the journey and be present, I mean, that's that's beyond acting. That's what life is about. Yep. You were talking about you ha you having your own journey, like, and, and you didn't use the word journey, but it's just the word that I feel like saying five times in less than a minute. But you were talking about your own journey within Meisner technique. Could you talk to that a little bit? Because I, I even wrote in my post about doing this interview with you that, like, there's these ups and downs, and then it's beautiful, and, 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 and you laugh, you cry, you doubt yourself, but it's beautiful. Could you talk to that a little bit more with or Bianca made that, made that graph of this is what happens in class when that yells at you, or, or you have a shitty, quote-unquote, shitty class. Like, this is the, what you go through. Um yeah, I'm so talk about your own personal stuff. Yeah, that's why we want to know the gossip. But if you could talk about your own, like maybe little snippets of your journey where it was like that a growing moment, that standout one, two, 50, it's fine. Well, not 50. Yeah. I'll start with Jenna. I feel like through the years, even at New Paltz, even when we learned Meisner, I had great acting critiquers. Um, saying, you know, Matt, you're in your head, or Matt, you're just not listening. Matt, you're just not taking risks in your work. And I was like, okay, thanks. I'll try to add in my objective in bed, you know, like fortune cookies, like, you know, add in the words in bed. You know, I was like, I, I don't know how to listen more. I don't know how to, like, I, I got great critiques, or Matt, you're in your head. That was a big thing in the 90s, and that's why I came, you know, we did get out of your head. You know, and then I studied with Modica, and I did Miser with him, and then I was like, oh, finally... Acting isn't just a lifeguard saying, there's no drowning. Can't you read the sign? It says no drowning. Like, you know, for me, it was like, finally, it was like, here's the raft. Grab the raft. Here's the life jacket. This will teach you how to swim and tread water. So for me, Jenna, I needed an exercise that actually taught me how to listen. I needed an exercise that conditioned me to work moment to moment and get out of my head. Otherwise, it's just knowledge. Like, be better. Uh, okay. Do you know what I mean? It's just like random sayings that oh, I, yeah. I needed my mind to get conditioned out of the way to get to my actor because my brain wouldn't let him be seen. You know, he was famed. He was gone. So for me, I, it was so um, amazing for me to have a raft, to have a lifeboat, to have the life preserver um, of this work and an exercise of scales that was doable. I grew up with Debbie Allen on Fame TV show. This is where you learn to sweat. And I was like, I longed to have somebody tough for acting, but I felt like acting was like smoking cigarettes and sounding normal. Like I felt like that was acting training. You know what I mean? Like, so I didn't get it. I was like, just try to be like the good kid in class who gets complimented. Act like him. 
let me try to sound like a normal person. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what I felt like acting training was. Yeah. And it was, oh my God, I, but I was so disconnected from me or anything that was different or would read weird or strange or oh, actually my own gifts. I learned to get rid of them uh, to substitute them to be a normal person and play normal people, you know, but then I had no, you know, true behavior or emotional life popping. But then Jenna, I did improv and improv, I was really free. And then I would get to text or character or my brain would come in and be like, this person needs to be like this. And if you're playing somebody with that sexuality, you better want to hump them. Like it was just like just insane things that I didn't know how to approach them. So for me, it was groundbreaking that I got to play Matt and there were actually exercises that conditioned me um, and, and got rid of patterns and behaviors that got me that got me great for that were great for acting. I always say horrible for my social life, great for my acting. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd start crying in a bar. I'm like, it's my miser training. And it's like, we need to get rid of him, you know? But like, you know, but then I remember, Jenna, it was very hard for me to get out of my head and my self consciousness. It's so hard. It's so and hard. hard. I, and I was, I don't know if it's better when you're younger. I don't know if it's better when you're older. Because when you're, younger you might not have the emotional maturity than when you're older you have years and years and patterns and habits of doing stuff a certain way so i was 27 26 26 25 when i learned this work post-college intensive of way that i teach it right um so i had to break a lot of bad habits and i had to break a lot of crap and a lot of my old thinking and i had a lot of anger and i had a lot of things I didn't, once I found them, I didn't want to let go. Like I was like, Oh my God, I'm angry. Like I didn't, I, I never got to be that kid growing up. I was raised to be happy, joyful Christian. You got to be like this. Do you know what I mean? So once I got in touch with like, I'm allowed and an adult is telling me that I have these things and I do, you know, um, I, Jenna, I didn't want to get out of it. So I'd be in class and I'd get stuck in my own feelings all, all the time, all the time. And I wanted to just be, I I found pain. I admitted it. I connected to it. I started to express it. And then I kind of didn't want to let it go. You know, it's kind of like once you find something, you're like, oh my God, this has been years. I've not been myself. Now I'm going to be my fucking self. You know, we go from in the closet to fabulous. You know what I mean? Like real. And then you're like, but where's authentic me? You know? Yes. So that took some time. Um, but yeah, I remember being the angry guy sitting in the back of my class, not getting it, Yeah, you know, and, 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 and then finally day after day after day, you, you, it finally starts to click in and you start to, then you have this breakthrough of you just let it go or you get sick of being yelled at, or you, you, you just, your, your brain just stops trying to do it right and be good. And then the muscle starts to kick in just like any sport. So cool. And I love that. I love that. It, it, uh, and I love that in Meisner technique, there is that ability to keep leveling it up so you're never stagnant. I, I just, I think the flexibility with how we just naturally change, like I was saying earlier, and grow is just in that work. I would love to hear, you you had all this experience teaching before you started on your own, but I would love to hear about your experience with your first student. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, I, I was always directing. I was always directing even when I was studying and I was an actor. So I feel like actors I directed, they were always kind of my students. But I, I would say my first my first class was in 2000. And my uh, 
company manager of a show I was directing at the Sanford Meisner Theater, ironically, that used to be in Chelsea. I don't know if you remember the Sanford Meisner Theater on 11th Avenue. I was directing a... I just read a book, so that's, that's yeah. what I did with Meisner. <laughs> the theater called the Sanford Meisner Theater, which really wasn't connected with him. They just used his name. Um, but I directed a, a play about the Waco, Texas tragedy of David Koresh. It, you know, a real happy uplifter. Um, it was 19 people on a little stage. And um, my company manager said, the way you direct these actors, is like you're teaching a class. You're, you're amazing with them. You're, you're, you're great. You're teaching them to listen and work off each other. I said, well, it's just Meisner stuff. And she said, I'm, I'm not really familiar with that. Why don't you start a class? I said, like, what? And, I, and she called Shetler Studios and rented me a room. Her name is Kathy Towson. This is true. Um, we got a couple of people from that cast and a couple of people from college that I went to college with. And I charged them 15 bucks, I think. And we, we met for a couple hours on, I think, a Tuesday night. And I did my first class. I think I had five people. And I just was like teaching the miser, listening and working off their partner. And then I'd grow and then I'd grow. Right. And then I was, your, your own style of teaching as you're working. You both. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had to develop my own and I'd hear my teacher's head and I'd be like it. And sometimes I still am, you know, um, but then I was waiting tables and doing that. And then, you know, finally I outgrew that. And then um, fast forward, one of my students booked original cast of Wicked and then brought all those original cast kids built my day class. So that show means a lot to me. So that really built my day class. And that year, whatever year that was, 2000, whatever, five or whatever that was, that, that that's where it really took off. Wow. And that started that's, my you know, I, I just got to speak to this it, just because I, I, I do coach people in physical therapists how to get in and work with performers. And I got to speak to this. The fact that it took five years, like yeah. people are, we're so impatient, even as performers or business, whatever we do, we're thinking, oh, I did a post on Facebook. Right, right, oh, right. I'm working. I'm not meant to do it. Like it's right, yeah, yeah. endurance and, and, and the fact that you still hung around five years, you know, and you and you weren't giving up shows. I used to hear Jonah started Georgia. I used to hear that it took three years to create to survive a business in New York New York. If you can do three years, you got it. When I was after my first year, two thousand I'd say two thousand two, I wasn't waiting tables anymore. Wow. And that's fair. Wow. That, that was, I think, right before somebody hit Wicked. So I, I was, I, I did it rather quickly. Nice. But it, I wasn't making money yet or a good living yet. It was still very bare bones. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that, that took some time to get incorporated, create a business model, you know, get, become in that mindset and do that world. But yeah, I mean, I was waiting tables and teaching. It's amazing. And then I would go do projects and direct and come back. And then one day they took me off the schedule and I was like, what happened? And they were like, you're never here. And I was like, I was so scared. Cause yes. now I was like, oh, I guess I'm not, I don't work there anymore. And now I'm going to do this. And I called my best friend, Larry Ogowski. And I was like, Larry, what do I do? Do I just teach? He's like, yeah, you just teach now. Just teach. That's and so I had people mirror me cause I couldn't see it. Yes. I had my friend Susan Isaacs, she, I was waiting tables. She's like, Matt, in a year, you're not going to be waiting tables. I'd be like, really? I don't know. I think I'm going to wait tables forever. Oh, like, I couldn't see it. I couldn't yeah. see it. So we need, Jenna, those mirrors of people that see us in ways we can't, just like coaches. 
Right. I don't. I don't know if I'm a. I wouldn't say I'm a better actor than people, but I, I'm. I'm great with turning on the lights where they don't even know they have light switches. Yeah. That's I do. Yeah. I can see shit you can't see because you're you. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I need those mirrors in my life too. They turned out. I was like, I'm gonna. And, and a year later, I wasn't waiting tables or whatever it was. That was really true because I believed them because I couldn't trust myself, so I, I trusted them. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you think people are specifically drawn to Meisner technique? It's immediate. It's in the, It's happening right now. You don't have to wait months for this outcome. You don't have to do this thing on the floor where you have to like create this whole state to do this thing, to create this thing. It, it, you can use what's happening right now. So I, I, I think the media, I think the thing that attracts people is also what scares people, Jenna. It's yeah, also it's, uh, I mean, as a newbie, uh, I, I, I'll consider myself a newbie for a while, but you're right. Like literally on the first day, I was like, wow. Yeah, it's an experience. Day. Make your first class. It's an experience. Oh, yeah. For sure. Even on Zoom. It's a ride. Oh, it's definitely right. I, I, I've definitely thought about during this time while we're doing the mostly Zoom classes. I think you have like one in-person class right now. Yeah, I have one in-person and um, six Zoom and one musical theater. So like six or seven Zooms. Yeah. yeah I, I, I've thought about the, and this is me getting my head on it for sure. I'm going, I'm not using my whole body. I'm leading into the screen to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I've been thought like, thought like, am I going to become disconnected with my body? And which has gotten, gotten my brain to going, that's where I need to grow and trust even yeah. more like that. Like I don't like I'm, I'm working in what is being delivered now and that will naturally work in a different setting too. Yeah. Well, totally. but, yeah. You know, but, but I definitely, that's the dancer in me. That's like, I'm like, but I don't, how do I like use my body as I'm talking? <laughs> I haven't used it all at all yet. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's great. It, it's, it's, it's such a journey. If anybody's watching this or, or if you're doing Meisner technique in college right now, yes. definitely do it after college. Your brain is still forming. Yes. You're like, going to be a different human. Yes. You're, you're completely different human when you graduate. So yes, you're doing it now. Do it later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And what's really cool too, and I, I, once again, I, I am that that new person. Is I really do see this as a technique that honestly more people should be doing, uh, because I've done a bunch of different techniques, and this one in particular, like I just, um, we need actually more teachers. And I'm not saying that to like because there's not enough people. You couldn't handle all the people in the world that want to be actors. No. There's no way. And, and, and so when you're talking about all these colleagues and friends who went off and everyone's teaching Meisner, for me, I'm thinking, of, well, of course, because yeah. we need more teachers who teach it. Yeah. There's like, if there's a demand for it for a reason. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even just the moment to moment, I know it's so in right now or since Oprah's soul Sundays or, you know, vulnerability and Brene Brown and yes. Robbins and all, all that stuff is very Meisnery to me and i i love all those worlds too so i've developed i've taken all that of my own you got to develop your own i work from my own self right you, you can't be self-expressive you ain't got no self right so you you got to work on yourself so for me th those are my 
things I'm attracted to. And I love those languages and I love coaching. You know, I just love coaches. I love movies about coaches. I love sports. I love sport coaches. I, I just love that. I just was raised on Rocky, you know, like that is just so me, you know, that all heart, but like you have to fight. Yes. For the right to heart. Heart wins. You know what I mean? Like that's just very, that film and that is my upbringing. I love that. Would you mind, I think just for people, I, I, I for anyone listening on this, I, I, there's, we're always looking for things that we identify with to be like, is this a match? Because when you're investing, cause you are, you're paying money when you're investing in acting classes, you need to really make sure it's the right fit. Right. Always, always. And would you mind talking to talking about like listing off a lot of the big struggles that your students are currently experienced or new people when they are drawn to you and that you've been able to help with. Is that a clear enough a question? I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, most I'll interview people and I'll, or I'll say, well, what are you looking for in a class or where are you at in your work? Or tell me about your training and what holes are in your training or where you're at. And most people, there's a disconnect or a self-consciousness or a, I'm great with this and I can't be emotional here and I can't, my spontaneity is not, or I, I feel like I get this a lot, Jenna, or, um, yeah, I feel like I lost something. I lost something since college or my early years, or I lost the love of it. Mm. I don't know if I want to be an actor or if I'm an actor anymore. I love getting those people. Or I don't know what, if I can even act anymore. I just don't know who I am. And life just knocked me down, but I still have something to say. And, 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 or, or other people that are, I've just been so controlled and I haven't let things hit me and I just feel shut down or I'm dissatisfied or I'm gone through some things in my life and I just don't know who I am anymore. But those are great candidates for MCS and, you know, just going through that process and not knowing, I, I love that day, Jen. I always say when my students like, can I talk to you out after class? I'm like, sure. Like, what's the matter? They're like, I just don't know who I am anymore. I'm like, that's so great. Because who you thought you were wasn't you. And they're like, what? Really? I'm like, yeah, just trust it. Oh, okay. You know, they felt I was going to like throw them out of class or they're like, do I have to leave class? I don't know who I am. And you want to express myself. And I'm like, no, I want you to not know who you are. I think that's awesome. (laughs) You know, you got to deal with people's control, right? The brain has to be certain. The brain needs to know. The brain loves an old story, Jenna, even if it's miserable, it will stay in (laughs) Sorry, that's my dog. Your dog Um, was howling about the miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's right, Mimo. I've trained you. Um, you know, and, and the brain wants to think about things and figure things out and be logical. And, and we want to get that out of people. So they have subtext, so they're connected. So they're in the flow of it. So that takes time to reprogram being good and looking good. And people really want to be good. And I get that. That's what brings us to class. We want to train to be good, but you got to let go of that result. And people want to look good. And don't know how to be in process and, and trust that if you're not immediately good at something or what you said earlier, if it doesn't happen to you in three months, well, then you don't have a business. Are you kidding me? How many no's Walt Disney got? I mean, how many no's people get? Oh, I bring up Disney all the time with people. That's a fascinating story. In the depression, he did it. He did it in the fucking depression. So if you can build something in the winter of your life, you can do anything. So I kind of love getting people in the winter of their life. Yeah, yeah. We all have seasons and seasons always change, right? Right now, I think we're all in a winter. Literally, we're in a winter, but with COVID in 2019, 2020, 2020, we're in the stage of winter. So if we can build something cool in winter, 
That's great. Yeah, a great way to explore too when things open it back up. Or as Absolutely. you have that edge. You were one of the people that did that. Do you know what I mean? People didn't do any of that work. Yeah, that, that's scary. So I think to answer your questions, that you know, you got to go through letting go of control. You got to go through trust. There's a spiritual element to this work and to MCS that you got to give over to a little bit. There's got to be some faith. And we've been pretty burned by people. Yes. And teachers and mentors and fathers. And I represent all of that. Yeah. So you get to rebuild that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's even healing in a way that you didn't know you were coming to act. I'm a bit of a Trojan horse, Jenna. I like that. You know, you, you think you're getting this, but then you end up getting this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but I like that. I like that people come to me because they want something better and great, and then they realize, oh, I, it's in me, and I got to connect to it. <laughs> Not to be Wizard of Ozzy, but like it's true. Like you've always had the power to go back home. You know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. always been in you, and you keep thinking it's in Oz, but it's actually in you. And Kansas ain't so. You know, I, as a kid, I needed to live in Oz to escape my black and white world. And now, Jenna, as I mature, as I age, as I grow, as I teach, as I go in my creativity. I'm also cool with my Kansas stuff or the sepia tone is actually part of me too. That's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be fabulous, which ended up being a dream, which ended up being a man behind a curtain who wasn't real anyway, you know, and we're all kind of frauds. Right. 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 Okay. To just be home. And we all got to like find our home again. And I think MCS becomes a home, a, an emotional home, a creative home, and certainly a personal home where people make friendships and relationships that, and the word of mouth of Laura, you know, Laura Straco saying, Hey, Jenna, you got, man, that, that's the best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the best. Oh, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. I, I mean, well, I'm yes. Laura's he's referring to Laura Straco. She's a very dear friend of mine. I did a show with and is in, in my wedding and, you know, just one of the best humans ever getting a recommendation from somebody that you love dearly and you hold highly just as a person, as an artist and everything is huge. And 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 Laura would probably say this. And I hear this all the time from my students. You know, there's some people in my life, I'm dying to get them into MCS. And then there's some people I will never tell about this class because it is not, they are not at the right place to do this work. And I don't want to be responsible for them. Do you know what I mean? Like you want this, and this is sacred to some people, and you want the right people here. You know what I mean? It's like true. That's very very true. It's not for everybody on your list, you know. And I, I like that, Jenna. I like that. It's not for everybody because we're all of us are not for everybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's okay because the people you're right for. Oh, it's heaven. It's heaven. It really is. You know that, and we've all known in our twenties trying to please everyone and do everything. I can tap to comedy, ice sculptures, and ballet. You know, it's like, you know, it's just you're not doing anything really. You know what I mean? Or, or, or even on the job, which we which we do deal with, and and it and it will come up again. You get not literally, but like slapped on the face on how you're treated as a performer, and you give them the other cheek, and yeah. they leave, yeah. and you come back, and you show up again for them to keep hitting you. Yeah. You know, but that's yeah. a whole other topic. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah, I collected red flags when I was younger and I made a quilt out of them. You know? Yes, yes. I like I that. love red flag. Oh, it's a red flag. Oh, I got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. I didn't know. I went where the wind blew. If I ended up in Newark one day, I ended, you know, that was my 20s. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know I had choice and decision. Are you kidding? I had no idea. 
I had no idea. Yeah. I could choose. I had no idea. Yeah. For anyone who is looking to expand and, and um, get out of their, their blocks and really grow as an artist, but they're still just holding back. What are some, what's something you would like to say to that person? Yeah. I mean, like you can't think yourself into getting out of your way, right? You can't think yourself into good acting. You can't think yourself into creativity, you know, you, you know, you, you are vulnerable. You can't, you, you, there, there needs to be a system in place that you give over to something. There needs to be a surrendering, right? You, you, you need to be coached and you got to have community. Yeah. You, you can't do this stuff alone. That's true. And you got to get, and even why you want to perform and why you want to act, I'm sure it's for an audience. I'm sure it's for something bigger than your own self. You know, even if it is slightly self-serving, which selflessness is self-serving, it makes you feel good. You know, like you, you got to get about what you're about. Yeah. You got to get clear on your why and your reasons why. And you got to know that there's something bigger than you that you are about. And that kind of pulls you through the dark days. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're pushing through and pu pushing creates more fight and resistance, yeah. but a pull Something pulls you through. What pulls me through is my calling. What pulls me through is, man, I know that I'm to help people uncover more value that they have. And then they give it out to the rest of the world. Like that, that's what I'm to do. Yeah. People connect and integrate to the parts of themselves that they had to divide as a kid. I had to grow up really split, really divided, you know, which causes a lot of rage, causes a lot of sex. You're not fully being yourself. Yeah. My real self wasn't allowed. And I know that's not unique to me. I mean, we all had to divide ourselves, which is crazy. You know, so I, you know, I'd speak into, yeah, you got to have community. You got to, you got to be in something that has some proven method of doing something that, you know, connects you out of your thought, your, your thoughts aren't going to do it and, and taking action and building courage, you know, courage is, it is not the absence of fear. It's with the fear and doing it, you know, and it's, it's learning to find the appreciation and the new meaning in fear. Yes, absolutely. Just, there is no failure anymore. Like that, that doesn't even exist to me anymore. For those who are listening or listening later. Yes. He is full of quotes. Write that shit down. Honestly, <laughs> I, at the beginning, I was like, Oh my God, I can't keep up with the things I want to write down. So then I just gave up. But uh, occasionally I'll quote you on Facebook. Thank you so much for coming on and taking this time. You are a busy, wonderful human gem. Thank you, Thank you so much. And uh, Where can people find you on social media to connect with you? If they want to book an appointment to do an interview, potentially. Yeah, people can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, MCS Theater, uh, M-C-S-T-H-E-A-T-R-E, or my personal one, Matt C-N-Y-C. Um, or people can find me on Facebook, Matthew Corzine, or www.matthewcorzinestudio.com. Yep, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. With this, please write Meisner in the comments. It truly, it spread the word about this interview because I think so many of us are stuck even if we don't realize it. And I think this will just help you start going, okay, what can I do for myself? Yeah. I'm so grateful for this. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm honored. Thank you. Take care. Bye.